Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Remember, you can listen to WEEI on your smart speaker. Just say, play 93.7 WEEI. Now, more of Gresh and Fourier on WEEI. Well, the the Boston Bruins are going to be in action tonight. And uh, take your nap now. 10 o'clock puck drop in Edmonton. God bless us all trying to watch the Bruins this week as they're out in the uh, toilet known as Western Canada. Uh, We just gave you some picks as well. Uh, Andy Hart will join us at 1220. But, Foye, uh, a a part of the stuff I didn't get to, right? We got into the what would you do with Marvin Harrison and and off of the Mark Daniels column, a good piece in uh, Mass Live today on the whole, "Eh, five wide receivers to consider, right? So we played the game. Um, There's also this about Russell Wilson. We're doing a little ditty on ESPN today. And they were saying, uh, they asked the question, how likely is it that Russell Wilson does not have a job next year? To which I just asked the question, if Russell Wilson is out there, like cut, he's in the free agent pool. How much weight do you have to consider potentially bringing in someone like that? Because the circumstances aren't, I'm giving you a draft pick to take on this guy at $39 million in salary. It's more of the, hmm, do you have anything left? Can we win with you? We know we're not going to have to pay top dollar. But, man, if you give me Russell Wilson and maybe Marvin Harrison and go buy a tackle in free agency, you start to talk yourself into a possibility maybe here. Yeah, in the country. Let's rock. Oh, God, he's so cringy. I get it. Everything about him is cringy. But but you know Uh, what? And now he's not as good, so you're not willing to put up with it. We embraced Edelman's cringy douchiness. Yeah. Unlimited. I don't know if he he reached that status, though. Uh, What? I mean, Edelman? I don't know. Who was more cringy? Oh, Edelman or Russell Russell Wilson? Wilson. Oh. Russell Wilson by a little it's, bit. I think it's Russell but it's Wilson. Pretty close. So uh, it is, that is the first question you're asking yourself is like, oh, okay, you know, does he? What does he have left? What type of he seems like a guy that really needs the perfect situation, a coach that is sympathetic to his needs uh-huh. and his personality, and will help him kind of, you know, you know, make a comeback. Not only you know by playing, but also just perception. I think he is perceived as such a dink now. As like a uh, a wannabe diva, you know, difficult to deal with. Uh, teammates don't like him. Can't handle coaching. That's the other aspect. He's not like a he can't handle tough coaching. But is this a guy who has a little something to prove? Who knows that there is a little bit of that narrative? And given the haul that Denver gave up, and then went and matched him with a a quarterback guy with an offensive coach. 
I wonder if there's a part of Russell Wilson where it's like, well, damn, I, I tell people I'm all this. Now I got to go prove it somewhere. Yeah, I do feel like that is. I mean, it seems like he should be considered like a Baker Mayfield, right? You're on a prove it, prove it, you know, let's start all over again. Here's here's maybe $15 million in salary with attainable escalators. I don't even know. Like, if, if, if Russell Wilson was a free agent right now, how many teams do you think would actually want to hire him, and how much do you think – he, he could get. Well, that is really the big question because uh, so hang on here. Let me uh, let me let me let, let's workshop this for a second in terms of realistically. OK, Buffalo, Miami and the Jets are spoken for the Ravens, Bengals, Browns and Steelers in some. Now, this all started, by the way, with uh, Chad Johnson. So I don't know whether he's Chad Johnson again or Ocho Cinco. I, I would know. say just just call him Chad Johnson. Fine. So his Chad, government his government name. Chad Johnson uh, was on a podcast with Shannon Sharp yeah. and said this: "We got to work on the Steelers." Now, a little birdie told me, and I said this many shows ago: if Russell Wilson coming on over there to the Steelers, Cleveland had Deshaun, but well, the AFC gonna be hell. You the do AFC really gonna be hell. Uh, I think right now I saw on DraftKings the betting favorite is Justin Fields to end up in Pittsburgh. No, he's going to Atlanta. I, I, I always I got, said I, I got thought this, he would I be back a big 2.0. Uh, so let's say Russell Wilson ends up a free agent, not in Pittsburgh. They then have Kenny Pickett. So we could throw New England and say Pittsburgh if yep. Russ is a free agent. But if Russ is a free agent, Pittsburgh might have already decided that they didn't want him. But we'll leave him on the list. Texans, no. Nope. Colts drafted Richardson last year. He's He was hurt, and now he's back. Jaguars have yep. Trevor Lawrence. Nope. Tennessee. All right, so there's three, maybe. At least possibilities. Yeah. And then Denver would be letting him go, so there are no. Kansas City, the Chargers, and the Raiders. Eh, Russell know. Wilson there. Antonio like Pierce is your – oh, man. So you're looking at maybe – Three teams in the AFC with Tennessee, Pittsburgh, and New England. And then you go to the NFC, no on the Eagles, no on the Cowboys, Giants, but they have to pay. They have to really pay Daniel Jones like $35 million this year. So I'd say no. Yep. Would he be intriguing to the commanders, Russell Wilson, if just a street free agent? But he's uh he really is jump he's jumped over to seat holder seat warmer like guy that uh you know kind of hey uh let me manage two years yeah and then you know and it may only be one but you don't tell him that and then you pay him accordingly he gets some bonuses but he's on the way out of the league i think we're looking at maybe five teams that if russell wilson were just a straight free agent i think you're you're realistic in saying five teams there could be a fit but then how much interest would there be and then that gets me to the whole like price point. If Russell Wilson is out there free, no one really wants him. You mentioned Baker Mayfield. Say that's fifteen million of real money. So it's two years and thirty million. Say you got to dress it up and do three for fifty or something like that. That is very manageable to be able to have a veteran guy. Where, like you said, Christian, what if you do put Marvin Harrison around him? What if you do give them a running game and say you bring back, oh, I don't know, Zeke Elliott or whatever? You fix the O-line. 
I'm not championing this. However, under the interesting possibilities that they might have to consider down in Foxborough, they're going to have to evaluate the free. It would it, We would have the same discussion if, say, Calamari sprung free with Arizona. I'd be way much more down on him than Russell Wilson. And I think Russell Wilson's been humbled a little bit. No, he has. And I, and I would say, listen, the, in order for the Broncos to get out of this contract, I mean, there isn't an easy way to do it. They're they going to pay through the nose. They're just going to have to pop Yeah, him they're just going to have to be it. like, you know what? This cost of doing business. We made a bad decision. Whatever. Let's just deal with it, right? Because yep. I don't think he's staying there. The relationship between Sean Payton and Russell Wilson, I think, is too fractured to fix. Um, and there's so many guarantees. But I think they will just be done with them and just deal with it. I like the Mike Tomlin, Pittsburgh Steelers angle. I do, too. Because I feel like... If any, if he needs anything, it's a coach that will just kind of shoot him straight that he also respects in a way. And I think universally, I think everyone respects Mike Tomlin. Oh, yeah. And I think um, there was an issue with Sean Payton. I feel like he came in right away and just started peppering and needling him and challenging him, and he didn't respond to it. He's old school. Yeah, he didn't oh, like it. Don't and, but be Tomlin mean. is also in a way. Uh, Yeah. But For the most part, but he's soft. He's not attached to Belichick. Yeah, it's true. Yet. He doesn't have that whole Bill Parcells mentality, right? Um, so, no, I like that angle. It's I do not, like that angle. It's not the worst thing in the world. And then let's add another layer to it, okay? There's been a lot of buzz about the Raiders wanting to move up to get Jaden Daniels because Antonio Pierce was at Arizona State when Jaden Daniels was there. Yep. There's a lot of, uh, oh, he fits being a Raider. Maybe just because the head coach said so, right? Um, and let me just look real quick because the Raiders have the 13th pick. The, the, the Patriots have the third. If you look at the Dolphins 49ers trade with the whole Trey Lance deal, that turned into uh, a swap of picks. Two more firsts and then a fourth rounder. So let's say Russell Wilson springs free. And you say, eh, I can get him for 50 or 60 million overall. Oh. Now you slide down in the draft a little bit if you want to. You get more currency. But what you're also doing is getting that extra first round pick. So they'd say Russ comes in and turds out or you want to move on. You then have two first rounders to try to move up and get to where you want or you have an extra first-round pick that you can flip for another. See, I, I like the, the accumulating you know, draft assets. I love that idea. And you sit there and you go, all right, everybody, maybe they have these guys overvalued. If out of the three top quarterbacks, if there truly is really two that most teams have as legit number ones, uh -huh. and whoever the third, whatever, whoever the third person is, Listen, you don't care. You evaluate them this way. You consider them this way. So you'll act like it's real valuable, but and you'll give it up, and you'll feel good about it because the odds are all three of them aren't going to be great. But we see this every year. And there's division on two already yeah, in terms like, of Daniels and May, who but, should be the second or third. Yeah, what, probably the odds are that two of the three are going to suck. And they're just right. not going to be any good. Like I mean, that's, I don't even feel like that's an exaggeration. They're, they're just not going to be any good. It's not going to work. Just look at the last couple drafts with quarterbacks. I do, in the best-case scenario, when I look at teams that have struggled in the past, they generate and they collect as much draft equity as possible. Then they rebuild their team through the draft. 
Then they use it as capital to get other players. Then they and they get good picks. And obviously, this is assuming everything goes right. The Dolphins did it. Houston did it. Um, who else did it? Um, I can't remember the other team that did it. There's a but there's a bunch that have well done Chicago it. traded back Chicago last year. yeah they Chicago ended up with the number one but, pick this year but they missed on their quarterback right so now they got they kind of got to do it over again but they're, they created they're lucky to be yeah. able to reload yeah so they so they are in a good position but that's how teams do it so you got to be willing I guess you have to have the courage of your convictions and realize that listen out of the three top quarterbacks only two of them have a first round grade and I also think the other thing too quickly because I know we're going to get to our our buddy Andy Hart to here in a few. Um, I, I I think you've got with some of these veterans, namely a Russell Wilson, like, hey, we had Tom Brady here. We gave him a nicety and it didn't work for our dynamic. So you have the ability, if you're Gerard Mayo, to sort of set the ground level of, hey, Russ, if you're going to be here, here's how we do things here. You're not getting your own office. Ciara's not getting a, a date in August after Taylor Swift. You know what I mean? Yeah. Stuff like that. I also think that they they have a really young staff. So your quarterback coach is TJ McCarthy. So I know Van Pelt is the the OC, but mm-hmm. it just feels like they are going to want a younger player. I don't know if they're going to they they may want an older player in the room, but not as an intimidating, you know, threat to the young guy. I think it, like Russell Wilson would be a threat to any first round pick that you take. Well, what veteran wouldn't be in reality unless you know you're just signing a jag? Well, right, like, 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 Garner, like, like Garner Minshew does nothing for me. No, no, but you want him in the room. Jacoby Brissett, you want him in the room. Okay, but that's yeah, But you don't guy, want him to play. No, but that's... And there's yeah. no threat there. But Russell Wilson, yeah. if you get Russell Wilson, you tell the world that even though you're taking a first-round pick, the dude ain't playing for another two years. And that might he's, not, he's Jordan Love. And that might not be the worst. And given the way Jordan Love played, that's not the worst thing in the world. True. Yeah, so there's there's tons of angles. But there's other ways you can go about it. We'll we'll hit it all okay. with uh, our buddy Andy Hart of WEEI.com. I also uh, almost said what was on the rundown, which is Andy <laughs> Fart. And that was all my fart. My fart. My uh, fault. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Gresh and Fourier on WEEI. 1223 Regression Fourier each and every Wednesday. We welcome in our guy, Andy Hart, who is also with us on Twitch as well. Twitch.tv slash Boston WEEI. Follow WEEI on Twitch. Uh, We didn't move it around to where uh, he can see us, but we can see him. Hart, good afternoon. Good afternoon. How's everybody doing? How's Uh, the old ankle? We're uh, we're all right. Fourier took a little tumble. Uh, I took a fall. (laughs) 
I, I, I took a massive fall, to be honest. I, fall, I was just telling Gress that I've, since I've had my surgery, I've actually I fell off my crutches going down the stairs. I fell oh. off my crutches going up the stairs. I somewhat slipped in the bathroom trying to go to the bathroom, and then I took a massive, massive tumble today just trying to sit back in my chair. It's been an adventure. <laughs> So you're an old coot, officially. Oh, my Lord. And I have so many different devices to get around. I have my knee rover. I have my crutches. And none of them work well. Well, I mean, uh, I'm going to blame it on the machines, not, not the user. Operator error. No. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, when, and with all the kids, we know there's no trusses or pumps or anything like that. So you only have certain equipment to be able to get you around. Poor guy. Nobody helps me either. Take him out back and shoot him. Oh, my I'm God. There. Oh, listen to him. I'm heart. almost there. The whole, oh, no one no one helps me. Nobody helps no me. I'm, oh, I'm, on an, I'm on an island. Oh, jeez. No one has told me I'm beautiful today. I shouldn't say that because yeah, my wife literally has done everything for me. So oh, kudos so to what, Except what drive you to work. Yeah, but I was that was more me feeling sorry for her. I, uh, she asked me today, and I was like, oh, I got this. So you drove today? Yeah. Left-footed? No, right foot. Is that even legal? Oh, God. Can we get off this subject? Foot? He uses a cane. I use a cane. Yeah. So you probably shouldn't be driving. They should take your license oh, away. Oh, jeez. See, you know what? I'm, I'm just kidding. Actually, I, I got a ride up here today. And oh, I'm no. Oh. <laughs> oh, he took just the- Just kidding. I'm doing it. This is- I'm doing mm, radio. He took the helicopter in. doing Greg, radio. Greg Hill is making sure that he's ushered yeah. up and down instead of going uh. to Maine with the, the metal roof. He's helping Fourier this week. Uh, hard to there have been a lot of just scenarios, possibilities, all different kind of stuff thrown out there. Um, there's a lot of buzz now around Russell Wilson, Ugh. in that the Raiders are probably not going to be able to trade the guy, trading for him, non-starter. But if he's just out there as a street free agent. Where you know you're going to get a halfway decent price, there have been thoughts of maybe trading down or using Marvin Harrison Jr. as the number three pick. Uh, any interest there in terms of Wilson or, say, any other veteran quarterback that might be able to slide into a spot like that? So I'm a hard no on Russell Wilson. Um I think in some ways he's a rich man's version of Mac Jones. I think he's broken. I think his career might be over in some sense. Now, I know he played better last year, but I'm talking about as a true franchise guy, and I don't think I want him around whenever I bring in a young guy. Even if it's sign Russell Wilson, draft us a second, third-round pick this year, or if it's a year later, I'm not sure I want him around based on everything we've kind of heard about him in Seattle and then early on in Denver and maybe he kind of fixed it but did he totally fix it and he's a corporation blah 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 so I'm a hard no on Russell Wilson the only veteran uh, or the only uh, starting level veteran I guess I have interest in is the Baker Mayfield idea if you want to sell me that Baker has rekindled what he once was which was not only the first pick but a guy who threw 28 touchdowns and was a pretty good player and then kind of bottomed out, bounced around. He was signing with teams on Tuesday and playing Thursday night football for L.A. That guy, um, he's back. The relationship with Alex Van Pelt, Elliot Wolf. you can sell me on signing him, and then that opens up the whole buffet in the draft to whatever the hell you want to do. Marvin Harrison, trade down a little bit, get a tackle, get extra picks. Um 
But it sounds like I know Rick Stroud has been pretty adamant out of Tampa that they're going to resign mm-hmm. Baker Mayfield. He's not actually going to be available. So if he's not available, to me, then it's the next tier. Oh, Jimmy Garoppolo on PEDs or Jacoby Brissett. And those guys, for me, are only brought aboard in that veteran role to mentor, compete with the guy I'm taking number three overall. Um, yeah, I totally agree with you on all that stuff. The other aspect, um, just going back to the the Patriots and the coaching staff. So the the official coaching staff release was the other day. You saw the names and the titles. I'm hmm. curious, now that it's all said and done, how you feel about it overall, and why wasn't Troy Brown on that list? Uh, so that was interesting because they so well they put out the list of the new coaches. Yeah. Oh, okay. So you know the Mike Pellegrinos, the Troy Browns. Now the interesting thing with Troy is it seems like he's also going to have a different role, even if he does stick around, because they had a wide receivers coach and an assistant wide mm-hmm. receivers coach. Um, so I wonder if he sticks around, do, do you just have a returners coach? Would he want to be just a, a returners coach in a league where returns are being phased out? Uh, could he, I've always thought Troy might be better and you could probably answer this Christian in the world of assistant coach on off, whatever, just like a low level assistant coach, but also player development. And in sort of that world, um, maybe there's a role for him there. Uh, as as a liaison, as a guy with programs and different things. I don't know. Just a thought. Um, but no, I, the staff in a, on a whole, like, don't you just read it and be like, eh, okay, they have a staff. <laughs> like, I don't have a strong reaction one way or the other. I'm not a huge fan. And, I'm, you know, we're going to get to know the uh, assistant coaches today, so I'm looking yeah. forward to maybe Are you going to be in- down there? Yeah, I'm going to go down there. Um, and from Ooh. what I understand, we're going to be able to kind of mingle with them a little bit. It might it's be... like a mixer. It's like a Patriot mixer. Yeah. Pizza party. So... Hey, look at that. Hey, I'm uh, I am Marcus Covington. I'm the new yeah. defensive coordinator. Hey, hey, nope. Andy Hart. Nope. I just want to go to Alex Van Pelt. That's the one I care okay. about. I want to start to get a feel for him. Oh, of I didn't... course. Go to the I... fat guy at a pizza party, aren't well, you? I mean, if there's pizza, I'll I'm be happy. Kidding. But What's the first um... question you ask him? Like, what do you want to know? So you mentioned in your video on Patriots.com socials that oh, you believe you have to marry up scheme with talent. Uh, how do you do that right now when you basically don't have any talent and the players won't arrive until later in March and April? What exactly can you do scheme-wise right now? Hello? Well, and then he says, uh, and then he looks at you and goes, oh, so you're telling me that uh, Ramondre Stevenson and Juju Smith-Schuster have no talent? Uh Ramondre's good. Oh, hey, but, that's but, what I would respond to. Also, that. I'd say your receivers, other not named Demario Douglas, stink. But, and but, if you're building a scheme around them, uh, then you're preparing yeah, like, to fail. Is preparing to fail. Yeah, I like Hunter Henry too. You know, he probably he's a free agent, not on the well. team. He's uh, not on the team. Well, yeah, but, but he why can you... still express interest. I mean, you're just gonna walk up to the guy and be like, "Hey, dummy, you came no. here and there's nothing here." No, I said it in a much kinder way than that. <laughs> oh, jeez. Why, why is it? I thought uh, the truth is never mean. Well, yeah, but you were putting tone on that. You were Rich Keith oh, tone on that. Oh, okay, okay. It's a tonality okay. issue. Oh, so I kind of matters. Yeah, I put a little uh, perfume on the pig. I'll be okay. I guess it's just as good as lipstick. Um, has this ever happened before? Like a little coach's mixer where everybody gets to know everybody. I don't. It's just. Re- is this the whole the silo? Hey, oh. silos are down. Right, uh, this is part of the whole knockdown silos. Let's see, let's get let let the media know these guys and get to really know them. Well, they stop in the middle of the questions <laughs> like a church, and everybody like turns around and shakes hands and yeah. hugs people. Peace be with stuff. you. Peace be yeah, with yeah you. I'm not I'm not holding hands with anybody else. I'm not getting in a circle and holding hands with anybody. I don't do that. But um, 
I wonder, and this is the cynical part of me, if it's a preemptive, we all know you catch more flies with sugar than vinegar or whatever the hell the saying is. Honey. 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 Whatever. Sugar. Honey. Honey show. Um, I just wonder, is it the expect, you know, some of these guys are going to be in roles where their units don't perform very well and. Uh, maybe if you like them a little bit or have a personal relationship with them, you'll be a little bit kinder with your uh, analysis. Maybe it buys them a month or two uh, of positive um, molding or coddling or whatever you want to call it because, I mean, Alex Van Pelt is set up to fail, correct? Like, in all likelihood, this offense is not going to be good. Yep. Okay, so maybe I – because all we've heard about Alex Van Pelt is what? Nice guy. Nice guy. Good guy to have on staff. He holds staff Players together. Love him. Well, you're Players lucky. Love him. Yeah, you're lucky to have somebody who's been around the league with this level of experience in yep. this role, quite so honestly. I, if I get to rub elbows for 20 minutes with Alex Van Pelt, I may leave that with, but he's a really nice guy. And yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be nice to him in week three when they give up 17 sacks and lose by 30. <laughs> and week four when they can't run the ball the length of you know what. So, um, I, I think it's a little – and you may you may mock it, and I may mock it too, like the breaking down of silos, and we teach with love first, and we, <laughs> we don't only, not only get to know our players, we get to know our media. So this is a personal there interaction. Oh, yeah. yeah. Some of that, yeah. and they're trying to buy me off. Because I always said this, Christian, you guys as players, if you had half a brain in that locker room, all you had to do was smile and say the reporter's name, and you just earned a lot more positive coverage than you could ever know. I mean, if that, you pretend you give a rat's ass, you, you're earning the benefit of the doubt. Um, uh, hello, uh, took that advice before you actually gave it to me. Oh, God. Uh, hello. Most, how about that guy? Most of your teammates didn't, and they're dumbasses for it. No, but it's, it's I was, such an easy game to play. But even with that, though, all the guys that were, you know, my teammates, they're all in the media in some way, shape, or form, or there's some sort of, you know, relationship, sales, whatever, where they deal with people. Yeah, all some of them, them were jerks, though, in the locker room. Oh, but, you know, why do you think they were jerks? Because they were mean. I know, but why do you think, <laughs> where do you think, where do you think the message, I, I, I learned it from watching you, Dad. Is yeah, where no, that I comes know. from. I know the tone was set by the head honcho, and don't trust anybody. Don't talk to right. anybody. Don't talk to. Don't don't give away any trade secrets. Zero personality. Yeah, but you could do that with. I mean, there were some useless conversations that went on in that life. Well, those Nate days sold, are over. By the way, like, those days are over. Oh yeah, you no, can ask whatever you want. Yep. Free open society, like fruit punch, right in the middle of the of the of the locker room. All you guys can have little finger sandwiches, whatever you need. There's going to be a lot of uh, retroactive reacting to what was said by et al down there. I do and wonder. I, I like it. I do wonder I'm, if, like, the first guy that kind of trips over himself and says something stupid, how quickly does Mayo's philosophy change? Uh, it will change by midseason. Oh, definitely. Right? It, it, it's going to have to. Yeah. I mean, okay. I think I think he, he started the process, and I think, Gresh, you were a leader in this witch hunt uh, to some degree. Witch hunt? When, when he made the comment about uh, with Steve Burton about we're going to take a, a, oh, the yeah, best player at a very important position, and you're on the radio the next day like, he said they're taking a quarterback. Yeah. And then he's like, well, I didn't really say that. He tells Greg Hill, quarterback, tackle, wide receiver. But I think immediately he learned a lesson. Yeah. Oh, crap. You say like three <laughs> words, and some <laughs> jackass on the radio is going to take it all and turn a whole show into it. And 
That's I think that process, that learning process, began that day. And I'm not wrong, by the way. They're gonna they're they're gonna do it. They're gonna they'll do. I hope so. The, uh, they'll get the young QB, and we'll be right back here three years from now, wishing <laughs> that uh, oh, who's who's Jonathan bringing in to run things now? Well, well I mean, they they may hit on the quarterback right. if that's the guy that they take, or they, they, they get CJ Stroud, Joe Burrow, one of these guys, and we're all you know on Radio Row three years from now. Sure. Or they get what's uh, more likely to happen? They hit even, on the quarterback or miss on the quarterback? I won't even run oh, down miss. all the names. Yeah, numerically, it's yeah. miss. Yeah, and it's miss. it also, but it's not a blind. This and this is a debate that kind of annoys me because different people bring different philosophies. And I got into it with Matt Smith, NFL draft scout, on Twitter yesterday about this. And oh, we're going to do a we're going to do a six people. rings podcast yeah, built yeah. around this, but. Um, I'm the big meanie. It's okay I'm the, that you're I'm not witch. tall. You yeah, don't a, have to I'm, take it out of people witch who are tall. It's social media. <laughs> you're supposed to respond. Christian, you did it a couple weeks ago when you pushed back on the, everybody wants a modern offense. and you're like, I know. What is modern? Isn't it fun when you push back I know, on you idiots? Know what? It is uh, It is for like a second, and then I'm like, <laughs> I got something else to do. Who is? Well, uh, but then put the phone down and yeah, walk away. I do. Who is uh, Matt Smith? Um, me, who, who is this draft insider? I don't even know who the hell this is. Oh, not Matt Smith, Matt, uh, Matt Miller, Matt Miller, yeah, yeah, yeah. NFL oh. draft scout. Did How I say, dare I'm you besmirch Matt Smith? No, Matt Smith's my boy. Love yeah. him. Hey, if me you too. were, if you were High able to, if you were able to kind of, you Nick. know, rip each guy that is a, I don't know, Twitter scout, because there's so many of them. Um, I mean, you could literally pick apart everything they say. Absolutely. Like and we've all been right, we've all been wrong. Everything they say cuz in the end it's almost like you they're just going off of hunches. Well, I don't, not just hunches, but they're doing some research. The problem with observers from afar, and I think it's more important at the quarterback position than any other position is we don't actually get to sit down and hang out with these guys for a visit, a weekend, a film session, a dinner, you know, you give me 8 hours with Jaden Daniels or Drake May, I may feel differently. I may say, "Oh, the guy's got the tools to be an NFL quarterback, but I didn't like what I heard for the last eight hours. I am now extremely worried about who he is, what he represents, where his drive is. Caleb Williams, too. Caleb I mean, Williams. I would, yep. I would actually start that with Caleb yeah. Williams. I am all in on Caleb Williams' talent. And if you said we're just drafting based on talent, I don't think there should be a question on the planet about his talent. I know he had some fumbles. Whatever. You're a coach. Fix it. Get him to play <laughs> on schedule sometimes. But beyond that, the biggest question with him is, is he a diva dink? And you can't know if he's a diva dink just from afar because sometimes narratives take on a life of their own this time of year. And I do think it is open season this winter on Caleb Williams. Oh, he's this, he's that, he won't play for this, he did this, X, Y, and Z. You know who was a dink coming into the NFL? Eli Manning. Also, John Elway. I continue to put those guys out there. They wouldn't play for the teams that had the pick. They manipulated it. They were, and guess where they end up? Canton with rings on their fingers. So mm. you can fix dink sometimes. You can manage dink sometimes. But um, that's where I, we all from the outside just base it on talent. That's all we can do. We don't get, I mean, you might, you know, listen to a combine interview. You might, those types of things. But it's so minuscule compared to the time teams can spend with these guys and i think for quarterback that's the biggest issue like mac jones based on watching mac jones the last two years i firmly believe even if matt patricia hadn't existed and things hadn't taken a turn there some point in time you would have realized oh mac jones is soft mac jones is breakable mac jones is not the maniacal guy i want as my quarterback he is not in that world 
You may have been fortunate. You found out sooner rather than later. You could have invested a hundred million, couple hundred million dollars in him before you know the going got tough, and you found out he was breakable. So I think the mental with these quarterbacks is the biggest thing, and we as outsiders generally know very little about that. Uh, yeah, there's a lot more to get to, but unfortunately, we are Come on. up against it with our guy uh, Andy Hart. Mm. They can listen to the Six Rings podcast where Mike Cadlick and myself talk about it more at one p.m. Ooh, okay. Screw you guys. I'm driving people to listen to me. <laughs> <laughs> well, just make sure we, you know, ask a question today that we can use tomorrow. Okay, what do you want me to ask? You, well, I, uh, I don't you're know talking the to format, Mark, though. Uh, well, it said it's going to be a mixer. I know, but I, I don't. Uh, Are you going to have a name tag? Am I going to have a, a cocktail? Am I going to have uh, finger sandwiches? You, you guys brought that up. I, I kind of now. The, I just. I'm, is there going to be food? Uh, there's going to be hugs on the I feel way. Feel like in it's going to be a mixer. I feel like oh, it's going to be like, a, like one of those lines, like uh, yeah, like when you go to weddings, you have to shake everybody's hands before you actually. Oh yeah, yeah. Maybe that's no. Gonna my be. palms will be sweaty. Yeah. I'm a sweaty palms guy. That'll be yucky. Nobody bring wants a bring that. glove. It'll be fine. Yeah. Now that's just weird. I mean, well, I mean, imagine the media. What am I, Jalen Brown dunking? Well, I was just going to say, my God, the. Uh, the amount of people down there that when they hear their name mentioned, oh, I can guarantee you this. They know they are going to piddle. Yep. Oh my God. You will get nothing but positive reviews out of today. 100%. Everybody's oh, going to be no, snookered and no suckered. Yep. Snookered and suckered. And oh, the yeah. one voice of negativity will probably be me. <laughs> no, they're going to win you over, too. They might. Yeah. They might. Unless he goes, ah, I don't know. I got no idea what I'm doing. I'm surprised anyone even wanted me to be a coordinator. <laughs> Yeah, well, South you know, we we must not forget. I do believe, other than in like NFL Europe, this is I think like the first time you might have called plays or something well, bu- like that. Buffalo for like a year under Dick Duron, I think, and that was fifteen years ago. Oh it, boy, Gresh, you bring that up. It's interesting in a world where play callers are replaced and given jobs very quickly. Why did it take him fifteen years to get get back into the play calling ranks? Darn! There I you go. That? I like that. You're gonna- no, that's a great. Don't be a coward. Don't be a big baby. Ask it just like that. How dare uh, you? Ask it just like that. Um, I, I actually dare you. I dare you. And don't even clean it up. In a world <laughs> where offensive play calling that's jobs right. are given out like candy, yeah, why right. did it take you 15 years? Yeah. <laughs> Should you have just worn tight pants and said you knew Sean uh, McVay? That's fair. Do you think your oh, looks inhibited yeah. people from hiring you? If you oh, brushed, I like his looks. If you, He's got a dad look. If you brushed your hair differently and said yeah. you knew a Shanahan, would you have already yeah. been an OC? Uh, do you regret never working for Sean McVay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, all that stuff. It would have been a fast track sure. being a head coach, not a coordinator. That's Working right. for a first-time head coach. How tight do you like your pants? Yeah. Oh, I'm not asking him that. <laughs> <laughs> Again, another question I would like to hear. There we go. Andy Hart of uh, WEEI.com and the Six Rings pre-post-game show podcast, all that stuff. The whole damn thing. There see you go. Right, right, thank you, buddy. We'll Thanks. see you. Good luck today. There goes uh, our pal Andy Hart. And, uh, yeah, I'm digging in a little more on these quarterbacks. It's real interesting the uh the way Drake May and Jaden Daniels are being positioned as guys who can move. That's all I'll say. Huh. And when you dig in on Drake May's game, there's a lot more movement than people would give him credit for. The difference is Jaden Daniels would be the guy that'll like run 70 yards. Drake May would be the kind of guy that gets out of the pocket and get you a comfortable first down. There's a, there's there's nuance to be discussed amongst the QBs. But up next, parents, rejoice. Florida has advanced a law 
banning children under 16 from using social media. And J.J. Reddick hates Doc Rivers. Why? Find out next. Big deal, no big deal. You can watch the show anytime via our live stream on Twitch. Just go to twitch.tv slash bostonweei. And check out weei on YouTube for our video on demand content updated daily. Now, more of Gresh and Fourier on weei. All right, big deal, no big deal. Okay, file this one under um, laws that I hope uh, enter the great state of Massachusetts. Okay, now you don't, I'm curious to how you feel about this one because I know you've been paying attention to this law that was advanced, a bill that was advanced by lawmakers in Florida on uh, on Wednesday today that would prohibit social media platforms from allowing young teens to have an account while requiring everyone else to verify their age. It goes on, said the measure prohibits anyone, Gresh, under 16 from creating a new social media account and requires platforms to delete existing accounts held by minors who are younger than 16. It also would require social media companies to delete any personal information from the accounts and for the platforms to use non-governmental independent third party not affiliated with social media platforms to verify users age big deal no big deal baby uh this is a massive deal this is terrible what it makes it easier to parent a kid but it becomes more of the governmental oversight that just opens the door for all of us to be affected by it and, I mean, neg- you think uh, you would be affected negatively by well, it? Why? No. Uh, b- well, because this would open the door for a batch of jackasses to say, we're going to tell you you can't do something as a grown adult. So plain and simple. So when you're so more, uh, when you're 21? More go- no, just in general, if they think they can get away with the governmental oh, oversight okay. and they're going after people who don't have an ability to vote or defend themselves. So... Why do I why do I think that the Florida legislature will just stop there? See, I I like this is a big deal for me, but the one thing I would make is I would change the age from 16 to 14. I would say anyone on 14 or under. 16 it's too late. At 14 is when they kind of start getting uh you know, they kind of understand it by 14. They use it more on 14. You can still regulate it on your end if you're a parent. If you pay for your kid's phone, there's parental guidelines and parental issues where you can literally block certain things from your kid's phone. I don't care whether a state is left or right. In fact, this is probably going to piss off a lot of people. But if you only think left and you only think right, you're a part of the problem in this country because you've rendered yourself ideologically invalid because you're closing off your mind. And Florida is not, you know, the whole, you know, I mean, look, they stayed open during COVID. Some people will look at that as governmental oversight, no governmental oversight, however you want to parse it, whatever. What I don't like is, is that, hey, you, we're going to make it easier for you to parent because you're a bad parent and you don't want to. See, okay. That's I what was going me. To, I was just going to say, wow, a part of this bill that I kind of like, and I'll just admit it, is that, yeah, it gives me an excuse. I can blame the restrictions on the state. Mm. Hey, I would like to let you use it, but, you know, that damn governor, he just doesn't want y'all to have any fun. And, you know, since we're law-abiding, you know, good, uh, you know, uh, uh, tax-paying citizens, we're going to follow the rules. So when you're 16, you can go ahead and do whatever the hell you want. 
There is a part of me. Well, we have there that is at part of me that actually. No, no, there is. A, there is. Secret. Except it's, now at eighteen, the kids are like, "I have to pay a bill. What is that?" Yeah, yeah I mean, the phone is actually comes with a fee. I thought yeah. it was interesting because Florida. Okay, uh, I'm sure there's other states that will follow or at least try. The fact that it's been advanced so far already leads me to believe. It's I don't know what you the, think. It's headed it's, to the it's, Senate. Yeah. I think it might get shut down in the You're Senate. Saying, huh? Well, that's where you get into state politics. Okay. And, you know, the, the mind-numbing schlock of our uh, idiots that we put in office because the people that are best qualified for it are running companies and making money and things like yeah. that. Yeah, I would say it's a crutch for parents. And there's a part of me that kind of likes that crutch in certain times of my life. Um, all right, so let's go to uh, the world of basketball. I don't know what the issue is uh, with J.J. Redick and Doc Rivers. Oh, Not sure what, what happened, what existed. Hot fire. Uh, but J.J. Redick was on first take yesterday, and he was responding to something Doc Rivers said earlier in the week. Here's what J.J. Redick said about Doc Rivers. The trend is always making excuses. Get Doc, we get it. Taking over a team in the middle of the season is hard. It's hard. We get it. Just like getting traded in the middle season is hard for a player. We get it. But it's always an excuse. It's always throwing your team under the bus. They lose to Memphis. Oh, it's his players. Memphis was playing G League guys and two-way guys. And you look at his quotes over the weekend. Now he wants to take credit for the James Harden trade to the Clippers working out. He wants credit for that. There's there's never accountability with that guy. There's never accountability. Well, there you go, Gresh. Uh, Big deal, no big deal. J.J. Redick. Listen, calling out Doc Rivers is as simple as that. Uh, It feels like there's a lot there. I think it is a fair criticism. I mean, uh, until uh, the when, when I worked down in Providence, I worked with a, a producer by the name of Brett Ferruccio. And my man, Rooch, hated Doc. And I'm like, explain to me why. And this was one of the beefs. Is that Doc Rivers never gets anything on him. Think about it. The Clippers spent... Multiple first-round picks. They went and got multiple superstars. They repurposed the team while the good doctor was there. And no one looks at at Glenn Rivers and says, hey, you had a little bit of success in Orlando, won a championship with Boston, and then ever since there hasn't been a lot here. It never sticks to Doc, ever. How many places he flamed out and they're just like, well, if the doctor couldn't do it, then we got to shake up the team. We had some guys here. And we had some guys in Cabo. <laughs> okay, so there, there is an aspect of that, but we're not done yet because somebody had to come to his defense. Somebody needed to defend Doc Rivers. He needed it a seems hero. Like he needed a hero, white knight, white horse, all that stuff. Oh, my gosh. Lo and behold, it was his son, Austin Rivers, who was on, was I think it was uh, you know ESPN's other NBA show was it uh, NBA Today or something like that? I forgot what the name is. Sure, uh, we'll just go with that working title. The one with here's, Malika Andrews. Yeah, that one. Uh, here's Austin Rivers responding to JJ Reddick. First off, I don't feel responsible to take off for my dad. He's a grown man; he could do his own thing. Uh, but in this regard, I just simply don't agree with it. Um, for someone who's not accountable, he seems to always be held responsible. Considering he's the guy that's always fired when things don't <laughs> go right. He got fired in the bubble uh, for a three-one lead versus the Denver Nuggets, which in half his team. Didn't want to be there. They had players saying that their mind wasn't there. He had guys leave. That happened. Then he gets fired for losing to a team that was favored over him, which was the Celtics last year. It seems like he's always responsible. It's just it's strange coming from J.J. It's just your best years were with the Clippers. I don't think he saved your career. I appreciate you, Pat. But I don't think 
it, I mean, I, this just seems a little bit weird. They're, they're three and seven. Damon's missed most of those games. Middleton's missed a lot of those games. They haven't even had their full team yet. We'll see what happens. The pressure is there. They do have to perform. All right, big deal, no big deal. Austin Rivers defending his dad, and I think in a no, kind of crappy a, way. In a crappy way, really? Yeah. I, I feel How? like he could have. Well, crappy's maybe the wrong word. I feel like he could have gone in a little bit harder, stronger. Because uh, he was basically ended up, for me, doing the same thing uh, that J.J. Redick was accusing uh, Doc Rivers uh, of doing, honestly, making excuses. Uh, I think it's a big deal because I thought Austin Rivers handled that pretty well. It was unemotional. It never got personal. And he tried to add context to the situation. Hey, Dame Lillard has been hurt for whatever it is, 7 of 10 or the last 10 games or something like that. And... Uh, but he didn't say that, oh, no, you know, my dad's in there doing a good job or anything like that. I thought that was pretty see, fair I, and balanced I, when a lot of people would have bowed up. Well, see, I thought that he would have gone farther into J.J. Reddick's career and kind of because it seems like it was like this was like shots fired for no reason. Like, what is is there an issue between J.J. Reddick and Doc Rivers that no, I don't know no, about? No, I think J.J. Reddick called it truthfully. But there was a lot of when you see the video, we didn't. We obviously we can't show you the video because it's radio. But he seems angry at Doc Rivers. He see he's like he's taking it personally, like I, he's doing something directly to him. Yeah, I think there is uh, maybe it's just uh, hey, I'm sick of it and I'm, I'm I'm sick of it and I can't stand it no more type thing. How come this guy keeps getting a pass? Because again, I mean, Glenn Rivers. He, he's done. He waltzes right into television. A team in need waltzes right out of television. What sticks to this guy? You know what? The championship that he won 17 or 15 Nobody's years ago. Nobody's gotten more out of one championship than Doc Rivers. Well, and that in and of itself is a big deal. There's your big deal, no big deal. How about that? Uh, Jason Tatum really thinks he is very good. I think we agree with him, but... How do the Celtics manage the rest of the way here in the <clears throat> second half? We'll get to that next.